So in the main room where the seance is going on, I think some degree of calm has returned. People are starting to leave now after that rather unpleasant incident where the seance seemed to turn into a rather traumatic... I was actually finished. I'm just waiting in the car for two minutes. So can I ask a question since we're paused for a second? Because yeah. I thought, if I, if in those I misunderstood it, that Marco's character was basically like unconscious or out of control for a while, right? Like him waking up and looking in the mirror was like minutes, like half an hour later. That's true. It was several minutes later, at least. Yeah, because I thought they were bringing him up where I was, and I kind of skirted past. I just wanted to make it so I'm not there anymore, right? Because I would have went outside just to finish that. Uh, yep. You are here. Okay, so yes, Amory did have several minutes to help the slightly uh, delirious, out-of-control Katorian, but he, he is back to himself now. Well, no, I know. I, actually, I wasn't... See, I'm not that kind. No, no, I was going to use the event to get out because I know Max is waiting for me, is what I meant. So I might not be there by the time all that happens because my plan was to get out. Okay. Crowley, yes, he's there. Also, the guy that you beat up, the von Heldorf. Oh, there he is. Nazi in photo, yeah. He's there. Yeah, so Amory, you've managed to get out. Safina and, and Eckhart, you're the two left in the party who are sort of most capable at the moment, whilst Katorian is... All right, I'm babysitting. Is, are you babysitting, Katorian? What about you, Eckhart? Do you want to leave? Do you want to stay there? So, I'm probably circulating through the party, trying to keep an eye on anything that seems out of place, or you know, watching for any kind of ambush. Okay. Also, if I see any sign of like anyone... Any faces I recognize from Solomon Kitty or any other characters that we've met, run into, I'm, like, watching out for them. Mm, mm. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't you make a spot hidden roll? All right. Ooh, that's a 97. <laughs> so you're wandering through, and then you, you feel a firm hand grip the top of your arm, and you kind of half get spun around, and then you're looking into the sour and bruised face of Von Heldorf, and he says... Don't think I haven't remembered you. I remember your ugly face from the other night. You want to talk, sir? Not really. I just want to let you know that you cannot lay hands on an officer of the NSDAP and get away with it. You will be getting a visit soon from some of my friends, and you won't be smiling so much then. I said, I suppose I better take the opportunity now then. And I grin widely and kind of lean forward, like loom over him. I doubt he's taller than me. No, he's not. Yeah. I like square up with him and like get in his face. Do you want to intimidate him? Yeah. He's got an intimidate of 70, so let's see how this goes. Well, I've got 65 and I'm extra scary. You so, are extra scary, so, so... But what I say to him is, I'm sure I will be getting a visit. Let's hope you live to see that day. <laughs> oh! oh man, what the hell? <laughs> Oh, that's not your insane talent, is it? It's just your... No. No, because cause that's not the one where if you fail, something bad happens. That's just your regular talent. Well, let's see what he rolls. But he would have to get a critical fail because he's got a 70. Right. So, no. He sneers at you and says, Yeah, you're a little bit bigger than me, but don't think you scare me. <laughs> Mr. Shield, I know who you are. I know where you live. And every night, when you get back to your apartment, you'll be wondering, is there someone waiting in there for me with a Luca? Now, I've had enough of you and your companions. You stop poking your nose into my business and the business of my friends, or I will cut it off. I'm afraid your business has uh, been poking me, not the other way around. 
and his icy stare perhaps does send a shiver down your spine because of your failed intimidate roll. And he just clicks his fingers and from at, like materializing almost out of nowhere are, are two rather large brawny brown shirts who bring over his winter coat, put it over his shoulders and he just turns heel on you and walks out. So, how to make friends and influence people. <laughs> I was... The only question was like, was I going to shoot him right there or not? I said I wasn't good enough at shooting to be sure of it. Also, you're in a crowded party. I mean, people are leaving, but I mean, that would have been... Hmm, yeah. I mean, I would have like gotten close and done a point blank range like between us so that like people wouldn't see, just be a crowd and then bang, 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 and then a panic and his guys... It, it would have been a mess. I decided against it because it would have been a mess. Because consequences. We would have died, <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, hell no, I'm not listening to you. You're still having your little moment. You're having an episode right now. You just gotta calm down. Let's have some meatballs. Have a seat. No more drinking. Yeah, because remember, you, given that you've had Bat of Madness, you do have underlying... For the next ten hours, you've got this underlying insanity going on. Anne-Marie, you're now leaving the apartment building, and you head out into the... The snow-dappled streets of Berlin. I move quickly, you know, as I see people kind of going out, and I'm just going to get my coat and everything and head out, you know, as if nothing, you know, I'm just done with the situation. But I'm, I'm heading toward Max because uh, I just threw him the magic book. I think I'll give you a bonus dice, but I want you to make a stealth roll with a bonus dice. All right. I don't know, I don't know if you're any good at that, but let's see. I'll try to be stealthy. Wow. <laughs> you're unbelievably stealthy. I'm like... Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're like mist. You just drift out. Explain how the most gorgeous dancer in Berlin can leave a party unnoticed. But I don't know. We'll, we'll just take this red. But you're back out on the street. And as you're heading towards the car, I want you to make a spot hidden roll. Okay. Spot hidden is green. Okay. So through the gently falling snow on the far side, next on one of those, you know, walk down. There's like a walk down steps going down to maybe the basement apartment of a building or, or maybe a storage area or something. You see a pair of yellowish eyes just kind of catching the sodium lamplight looking across towards where you are. Maybe not at you, it's hard to tell, but they're definitely looking in your direction. Okay, it's on the other side of the street? Mm. Or it's on my side? On the other side, across okay. the street. I'm going to actually walk past the car with Max in it. Okay. And just kind of like like put my hand, like kind of like, you know, you tap something, you just walk past so he sees me. And I'm going to head to the corner where you would get like a, a taxi cab. And I'm going to stand there and see if the thing is attracted to me. Because I'm trying to figure, we're trying to capture the doll maker, right? <laughs> so you obviously know where these eyes are. And you, you look back and no, the eyes were not, whatever it was, it's a bit too dark to see exactly. The eyes didn't follow you as you went down the street. You realize now that they're staring at, at the car where Max is. I mean, obviously, I'm watching you carefully as you've gone past, wondering what is going on. Okay, so, well, if that's the case, then I'll let you do a spot hidden as well with a bonus dice this time, Max, to see whether you... Because obviously you, you were watching her and looking at where she was looking probably as well. Yeah, yeah. so you follow her eye line where she was looking and you also see these two yellowish eyes and you realise as you're sitting there that they've been fixed on you perhaps for a little while now. So, Amory, you're at the corner. Do they look human or like an animal? No. <laughs> they look like cat's eyes, really, don't they? All right, well, and Amory is now quite close to them. 
No, she's gone past. So if you imagine that it's opposite where you're sitting, she walked maybe 30, 40 yards beyond to the street corner, maybe not even that far, maybe 20 yards. And she's standing on the street corner and this cat is staring at you. It's staring at the car, staring at me. Or at the car, but yeah, in your direction. Okay, I'm not going to like, I'm going to pretend like I didn't see the cat, but I'm just going to get out and sort of casually walk in the direction of Emery. Okay, you head over there walking through the thin carpet of snow and you're at the corner. I'm going to pull a cigarette out and uh, pretend like I'm fumbling for a lighter and then I'll say, you know, so it looks like from a distance like I'm asking him for a light but what I'll actually say is there's something watching from the stairs. Yeah, as I offer the lighter I say, yeah, I saw it too. Where are the others? What's going on? And then you tell him. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I want to I almost called you (laughs) Kevorkian which is not the same. Kavorkian. Dr. Kavorkian. He's uh, seen a ghost, I think, which gave the opportunity for us to uh, to get this book. Did you see what it was? Made of flesh. The, it opened to a page that had something about those creatures. Elster's told me that uh, there's hope for the dollmaker if we can use the spell. Well, shouldn't we go and get our friends and get out of here? Or do you want to investigate this cat thing? Did you take the book with you? No. I left it in the car. I think we go back. <laughs> All right. I think they can take care of themselves. I think the book is our, is important. We can't leave them there. You said something happened to Katoria. No, no, of course not. They can take a cab. We need to get the book out of here, one way or the other. If you want to go back in, I can check on them. But I would say take the book and bring it somewhere safe. Can't we just wait like two minutes and then we'll go? Okay. Or five minutes. All right. We'll get into the car and I'll get into the driver's seat and turn the engine on. Okay. Yeah, it is cold out here. Get ready to peel out if we need to. All right, fair enough. That's probably where I left the Luger, too, because I wasn't carrying it. So I will get the Luger when we get in the car, out of the glove box. As we get into the car, I say, is it still watching us? I do the mirror thing so I can see, like, I do the, you know, I'm adjusting my makeup, and I try to see it in the mirror. Yeah, whatever it is, it just seems to be observing you. It hasn't made a move. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, that could be any number of things. It could be observing you, the book that we put out, or it could also be observing the car itself which would be a connection to our friends, Katorian. It's Katorian's car, right? It is Katorian's car, indeed. All right, so you turn the car, the, the engine on and warm up the engine. And then upstairs, Safina, you can see that Katorian's coming a little bit to himself, but he's got this slightly manic look in his eye. Okay. How are you doing, buddy? Safina was just kind of bringing you to, and you, and you have this manic look in your eye as she sort of leads you out of the bathroom. We were in the bathroom? I think so. That's pretty unseemly for a lady to be just in a bathroom with a man. Are you a lady? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I got the genitals. I'll show you. That's spoken like a true lady. I think you're mistaking the definition of the word woman and lady. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I was driving at. Who's telling me I'm not a lady? You sleep in a trash can. I mean, you're more like Oscar the Grouch than a lady. I sleep side saddle. Okay, I'm a lady. Now, Katorian, you were trying to see if Crowley was still there, yeah? So make a luck roll to see whether he's still there. Okay. As I come out of the bathroom and I'm still a little bit out of my head, shaken, I, in a moment of uncharacteristic candor, when I see Safina, I say to her quietly, I say, one of us has to die and it's not going to be me. Ah. Uh... You call that candor? What do you mean? I'm going to back away from you. Three of us. There's three of us. 
there's me, there's Lena, and there's this bitch, Esterhazy. And if I have anything to say about it, I'm going to make sure it's her. What makes you say that you want to do these things, Katoria? Because the witch threatened my life. She's in my mind, and she's threatening my life. And my eyes are, are a bit wild, and my voice maybe rises a little bit more than I had intended it to. And, you know, and I said, she's pushing the wrong person, and I'm going to be damn sure it's not going to be me. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, how about we take a beat? We think about this. I'm not invalidating or dismissing your experience right now. <laughs> But maybe we just we just think about it because it's a pretty serious thing to be talking about murder. So uh, you know, let's, let's take a minute, calm down a little bit. Have you seen Crawley? Have I seen Crawley? Now at this point, given that there's two of you involved now, you can make a group luck roll between. So who's got the lowest luck between? Probably me. I have fifty-one. So yes, make a luck roll then, Katorian. Unfortunately, Oops. there is no sign of Crowley. He's gone. But you see Eckhart coming over. I uh, ran into Haldorf. He's uh, not too pleased. He made some quite explicit threats, in fact. Said we'd be getting a visit from some of his friends, and that he knows where I live. I think I might. You know, it's been a while since I've done this. Do you want to go firebomb his house? Because that's what I was thinking. Hang on, haven't you, aren't you going to firebomb the Sound Kitty? You've got a lot of firebombing to do. You know, well, might as well go for broke. Have you... Thought of maybe we hire some communists to do this? Uh, well, that's why you're the boss. I knew what needed doing. You know how to do it. Yeah, except there's something that I don't know how to do. And as much as I can't stand these Nazis, I have a bigger problem right now. Oh. And that's the person that I think is their boss. Esterhazy. Yeah. What do you mean? What happened? I need to kill her. What happened? I don't disagree, but clearly something happened. She's got me in a bit of a Mexican standoff. But what happened? I don't know how to explain it. Don't ask me. I don't know how to explain it. You're going to have to try. She materialized in my mind and told me to bring her that poor girl who gave us the, the package or else she's going to kill me. Okay. And everywhere I look, every time I turn around, in every shadow I see, in every, in every reflection, I end up seeing her face hideous, beautiful, haunting, weird, black and white photograph face taunting me. And I'm like, now I know how people become morphine addicts. This is horrible. So a few minutes later, you, you're you all being politely asked to leave and, and being told that there'll be another event in the next few weeks if you wish to return. And maybe then um, a little while later, you're in the car, in the back of the car, in the warm back seat of the car. The, the heat has been on for a few minutes. And you're all back together in the car with, with some rather... I guess you've all had a bit of an experience in one way or another. I'm going to get into the back seat. Look, I'll let a car drive. Yeah. When they arrive, I say, uh, there seems to be something watching the car. It could be a cat person. <gasps> I only think that because it has strange animal eyes that glow in the dark. And it's also in an alley, which is not uncommon for cats. I told you, the cats are everywhere. Yeah. But it could, we have to, I think we should capture it, because it could be the doll maker. I can go over there and get it. Yeah, grab it by the scruff of the neck. That make, they remember that from being uh, kittens, and then they freeze up, and then you can just move them. That is false for adult cats. They just want to murder you when you try that. 
And this thing was never a kitten. Just saying. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was young at some point in his life. So are you going to do that, Max? Yes. Okay, so you get out of the car, close the door behind you. I'm going to put my hand on the sawn-off shotgun in my coat as I walk over. Just have it. Naturally. And the eyes are still fixed on you as you make your way across the street. And you get almost to the other side, and suddenly there's a movement. And you do see it is one of these cats. And it's just bolting. It leaps up onto the pavement, and it starts running as fast as it can away from you. And as it came up, its face, it was the Belshazzar cat. I'm going to chase it. You're going to chase. All right, we are in a chase. Now, let's see. We need Safina. Safina's the only one with a prayer. Follow it in the car. Wait, why? Why do I have a prayer? Because you've got the most, like, alleyway chase experience. And you have a rake. As in, it happened to me once. It did get away. You managed to run from it last time, didn't you? All right, so we need to make constitution rolls first. Let's see. So, Rob, make a constitution roll. Just max, just max. Okay, so you're going to gain a point to your movement speed. And it failed, so it's got a movement of eight. What's your movement speed? Seven. With the plus? No, it's eight with the plus. Okay, so you're absolutely level pegging with it in terms of your speed off the mark. When he runs, I jump into the driver's seat of the car and, like, follow him as much as possible with the car. Okay, so you uh, slam your foot on the accelerator and the car leaps forward. But the almost the first thing that happens is the cat kind of skids in the snow and turns left into quite a narrow alleyway and leaps over a crate of trash that was just left there, maybe some ra old rags or old clothing. And it's going to have to make a dexterity roll to get over it. It's just going as fast as it possibly can. Oh my god, I rolled a 91. That is a fail. It's got a dex of 90. So it actually kind of, maybe in its fear or panic, as it's leaping up, it kind of, it loses purchase on the side of this crate and you see it kind of like clawing frantically. It's sliding back down. And now you've got an opportunity to grab it, actually. You can make a fighting brawl roll. It's fucked up on this very first attempt. Get it, get it, get it, get it, get it. All right, I'm pretty good at this. Catch the kitty. Okay, you are good now. It's going to try and dodge. It's not going to try and fight back. That would be ridiculous. Actually, no, it just needs to get a regular success. And yeah, it manages to evade you and scampers up and over the top. But you're still keeping up with it. You, you kind of grab fresh air as it, it seems to almost contort itself and contort space in a very strange way as you, you think you've grabbed onto it, but it just kind of slips out of your grasp. I'm going to yell to Eckhart, go around the block. You know, you're going to catch you on the other side. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, because the alleyway is very narrow. You you would have a really hard time getting the car down there. So do you want to do that, Eckhart? Do you want to follow? Yeah, yeah, I drive around the block. Amory's instructions. Okay, so I want you to make a drive roll then. All right. Ooh. What a waste. Wow. <laughs> well, no, it's good. So Maybe not a waste. Yeah, no, no, that's really good. So you absolutely you drift perfectly around the corner, and even, <laughs> even though there's a bit of snow on the road, maybe that even aids you in your perfect drift round. And what it means is that you'll manage to get round to the other side of the block before either Max or this cat get through, if that's the way they're going. Now, the cat is... You're hot on the heels of this cat, Max, and it, it heads to the end of the alleyway, and you can see that there's a quite low wall it's probably only about four feet a brick wall just at the end of the alleyway and then and there's a like a yard maybe some kind of butcher's shop or something or the yard of a butcher's shop and there's a cobbled yard beyond with a door and it's le it's going to leap over the low wall and try and find a way out of this 
maybe through to the street beyond. So it's going to have to make a climb roll. It's got an 80 climb, of course, because it's a cat. <laughs> oh my god, I rolled a 71. But it does manage to get up and over this wall. Now, Max, Yes. it's only four feet, so you could probably get over this wall in a number of ways. You could probably just make... I mean, if you've got climb, you could try and climb. You could probably also just try and vault it. That would be more like a strength roll. A strength or a jump? Or jump as well. My jump and climb are the same. And I have good strength, but how would I... I could vault it, are you saying? If you want to use strength, you could just vault it, because it's only four feet. Okay. I'll use strength and vault it. Okay. Oof. <laughs> Getting some high rolls there. But yeah, you managed to keep up with it, and you're heading across the cobbles, and it's really just trying to get away from you. It's, it's clearly not trying to attack you or anything. So you can make another... I'll give you one more chance to grab it before it can squeeze through this very narrow, like there's a, maybe a broken window or something it's going to kind of scramble through. Rolling very poorly today. Okay, make another fighting crawl. Yeah. Oh, God! <laughs> you really are! Can I push it? No, you can't, because it's... Oh, can it's... I spend eight luck? You can spend eight luck, yes. Do you want to spend that eight luck? Where is it about to disappear into? There's like maybe a broken window or something that it's, you, you see it's about to squeeze its way through, which is going to be very hard for you to get through. But, I mean, you can. I mean, you could probably figure out a way, but it's going to be tough. Probably just run through it, can't I? <laughs> just, you are a stuntman. Running through plate glass windows is your profession. There's no way you're going to get through it as fast as it does. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have much luck, but yeah, I will do it. Okay. I'm Just to give myself a fighting chance. Okay, well, let's see. Oh, my word, it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Truth be told, you didn't even need to... Even if you hadn't spent it, you'd have succeeded because it fumbled, basically. That ah. is a fumble. Yes, that is a fumble. So it tries to evade your grasp and it just maybe skids in the snow and it just kind of slides and crashes into the wall. It's like it just missed its jump. And you can see it's kind of wobbling on its feet and then it just collapses to the ground at your feet. I'm going to take my coat off and basically use it like a net to wrap it up in my coat tightly. Okay, you do so. And you have captured a cat thing. I'm going to put it over my back like a sack and carry it. Excellent. I'm just going to, just going to head out to the street. Okay, so you take a side alley and you come out onto the other side of the block and Katorian's car is there just purring and waiting for you. <laughs> purring like the cat. The cat is snoring, doing that purring snoring sound in your... Yeah, so you've captured the cat. Should I put it in the boot? No. Well, it could get out. It could fight and get out. I'm going to put it in. It's fine, it's fine. Put it in the back. We'll just keep an eye on it. We need to get some milk or something. I think these things like eat meat, probably, but anyway... <laughs> Well, it's only regular cats, right? How big is it again? They're bigger than a normal cat. So they're just a little bit bigger than a normal cat. Not much bigger than a normal cat, yeah. You know what's a little bigger than a normal cat is a bobcat, which will fuck you up. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a lynx, something like that, yeah. I'm going to tie the coat. I'm going to put it, keep it in the back seat because I just think if I put it in the boot, then when we go to get it out, it might escape. And when I get in, I'm going to say, whoever's sitting in the front seat, a passenger seat, who is that? Usually me, I guess, but not necessarily. I say the book that Amory got, the page I bookmarked, has something about these creatures. Well, Crowley told us how to break the curse. Kill the witch. Hmm. 
this lets us keep him safe and not used against us. Yeah. Someone should read. I think it looked like it had a spell or something. Someone should read that. We need to go somewhere safe and not the Bonobo, the Sophie, or my house. Max, can we go to your place? None of us know where it is, and that's why I suggest it. You know where nobody would know where anything is, is either Safina's hangout or her trash can. That's an alleyway. Not a safe place. I know it. And I say, like, where do you live, young woman? Troublesome young woman. I just want to say I hope that you're okay after your incident. I'm sure that I was on, on the forefront of your mind. I think they're aware of where I live because uh, they've been following the young lady who uh, gave us the package originally. She came to my house. And they may have been following me. Right. So I don't disagree. I think Max's place. It's the one place we've never been. The only play, other place I could think of is that I, I was a dancer in town before, you know, three years ago. I could maybe look up an old contact, a, a girl, and try to go there. Or well, there's uh, Rudolf Laban. You, you know where he lives as well, in the Grunewald. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, perfect. Boy, you know where they never look for us? The doll maker shop. Who knows who's moved in there? And we could put him in the basement. That's true. What makes you say that that place isn't watched by the police or do I know who's moved in to Balshazar's shop? I checked it the other day. It was empty. It was empty. We checked Oh, it. then yeah, we're going in there. Let's go in there if we can find a way in. We just have to break in. I don't know how to break a lock. It's pretty easy to break in. Why do you think it isn't being watched? By the police or the Nazis or somebody? The witches? I mean, we've been there a lot. It's like part of a... Witches and Nazis at this point are the same thing. Okay, then I think the dancer is. Do I know if he's in town? Is there a way I can check that out? We're just going to go show up there. The Rudolph... Uh... You can just make a luck roll. Okay. Uh, let's see. Depending on whether you want him to be there or not, you can... No, uh... I don't want him to be, obviously. Okay, so if you... <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you know that he's away touring again. Uh, maybe he's touring uh, Baltic States right now. Yeah, and I know where he you know, stashes the key, I guess. I know how we got in last time, or we know how to break a window, however we did it. Uh, yeah, I suggest that again. I think that's a good... It's out of the way, and nobody really knows our connection to him. Okay. Or they might not remember anyways. Okay, so you head to the Grunewald through the almost ironically beautiful snowy landscape of the Grunewald. It's, it's picturesque, but does not reflect the horrors that you have experienced. But maybe this is exactly where you need to be as you pull up outside Laban's beautiful mansion in the Grunewald. Now, can I ask a question from uh, listening to our podcast? We left someone there. <laughs> you did, but that was years ago. That was years ago. So is the old guy still there? The old grumpy? <laughs> I don't. Remind me. Remind me what happened. We left the doll girl there. You left Emma Corey there after you rescued her from the bridge. So I think it adds too many NPCs if I bring her back into it. So let's assume that she's left Germany and she's living. Maybe she met a nice young man and went to America or something and is living out a very happy life of. No. Maybe she went to Austria. Maybe she went to Austria. I mean, I do like Irma. She's a great NPC, but I think we got enough to handle right now. So, a few hours later, you're perhaps sitting around the kitchen table in, in Rudolf van Laban's spectacular mansion. There was some... You managed to rustle up some food and some drinks to recover your composure. And if any of you want to start leafing through the book or looking at that page, does anyone want to do that? I mean, I definitely want to. Unless somebody else thinks they'd be better at it. Maybe Safina would be better at it because, because she's mystical. I don't know. You and I, we could all look together. I'm not very literary, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I know I'm interested. This was one of the things I was trying to do was to save the old man. Well, because I kind of figured there's a connection to Max, even though he won't tell us. 
you have to study them intensely because they're archaic they're often handwritten so it's hard to even read what's said and, and that kind of thing i mean i'll read it first if that's okay Okay, so in our two years or so of playing Call of Cthulhu, none of you have ever read a Mythos Tome. So this is the first time ever. I have put so many of them in your path, and you've never gone after them. So Because we hate the Mythos, but now we're, like, stuck, man. I'm going to look for alcohol. You're going to look for Yeah, yeah, you've got plenty of There's loads. There's a whole wine cellar. Since Anne-Marie's uh, studying the book, I will go uh, make some selections from the cellar. Yeah, there's a whole wine cellar. There's a few things that happen when you're reading a mythos tome. One of them is obviously you start understanding aspects of the mythos. The other is that if it has spells in it, you can learn the spells, which of course I think is what you know Max is most concerned about. So in order to learn a spell, you have to do an initial reading, which is basically one... I mean, you can stay up late and do it in one night if you want to do that, Anne-Marie. Yeah, I think I would do it because uh, we've got to figure out what's going on and how long we could stay here. Hmm. Do I think that there's any way... I don't know anything about these things, obviously, because I have no mythos, right? So I'm not going to... Like, I don't know if this could possibly make me go crazy and kill everybody. No, you don't know that. Okay. So I will not give them my gun. Okay, so... I will say, though, before we get into that, when we get to the house, we get set. I actually say to Eckhart, and, well, I guess Eckhart's going to read the book to you, or, and uh, Katarian, maybe that they should take the car from here, like, and go somewhere else, because that might be the only thing people want to see. Unless we can hide it. Can we hide it here? Is there a garage or something? Yeah, there's several. There's like a separate car, like a shed where the cars are parked. It's it's a big mansion, so yeah. There's like a gravel driveway and there's a shed off to the side. So yeah, you can put the car inside there and close it up. So what are the rest of you doing whilst Anne-Marie is, is up reading this book? Because it it's going to take several hours. Are you going to stay up with her or are you going to go to bed? I'm going to stay up and I guess <laughs> watch the sack. Watch the coat. I'm actually going to... <laughs> no, I've got a coat. Oh, God, that's a point. That's a point. This thing's going to... Yeah. We should find a windowless storeroom. It's a big mansion. Or a closet. Yeah. Yeah. The cellar, maybe. Where we're getting the... What about the cellar? Yeah. He might have animals. Maybe he has a cage. Somewhere with two doors so that we can close one. Do you think he can open doors? Yeah, or is there a suitcase or something around? Oh, my God, Max. It's a small... Uh, put some holes in it. Well, a trunk, yeah. I love that. I love that idea. Yeah, so you go upstairs to Rudolf van Laban's dressing room where he has all his costumes and you find an old steamer trunk yeah. and you put the cat into it and close the lid and then padlock it. Yeah. Maybe poke some holes. There's always a gap. It's not like some tight thing. It'll be fine. <laughs> Probably. I'm going to look if he's got any, like, ham or meat or cheese or something. Yes, there is some Black Forest ham hanging up in the cold room. Like a whole leg. A whole leg of it. I'm going to slice some and slide it. And throw it. Yeah. <laughs> Just sli- slice it really thin and slide it through the crack. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said ham? Ham, yeah. He's Jewish. I'm not going to give him ham. I'm not going to give him <laughs> You said that out loud, by the way. There's some, there's some smoked salmon. You had to. I, please tell me, though, that Max said that out loud as he was holding the ham. Yeah, as I'm holding, as I've sliced the ham. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait. I'm not. I don't suppose our friends here have pastrami or, you know. Well, if he's got cheese, I'll, I'll use cheese. Yeah, there's some stuff in the cold room. You like cured meat and cheeses. and, and Yeah, so you, you slip him a bagel and cream cheese. Okay, so you're, you're staying up. What about the rest of you? You're going to get a, a night's sleep. It, it will help. You'll get hit points back if you do that. 
I think I'm gonna stay up with Emery. Okay. Once the cat is secured in the car. In the trunk. It's in the no no. no, 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 well, it... no I mean, and the car. Oh, and like the car. The car okay. in the you know into the garage and hidden away out of sight. And Safina, what about you? Where do I feel is safest from cat attacks indoors? Well, you're safe now. This thing's locked in a trunk. It's not getting out of there. I will stay because you keep your enemies close. Okay. All right. So you will stay yeah. up. And Amory, you start reading this book. It's a quarto edition. It seems like it was actually printed. It isn't handwritten. It was printed in Hamburg. Probably about, it seems like it's from the early 19th century, 1820s, 1830s or something. And it is written by a certain Friedrich Wilhelm von Junst. And you start skimming through it and it's, talks about von Junt's connections to various cults and secret societies and as you have an original edition of it it's got some horrific engravings of monstrous beings in it that give you quite a turn as you're reading them and as you're reading it the true horror of what you're reading is quite hard to process because if what's written in here is real then everything that you've ever thought about the world reality the universe more or less is just wrong completely wrong <laughs> and that there are these entities way way beyond the power of abizu if you thought she was some great and incomprehensible power she's just a a minus footnote in the annals of of the true gods of this universe which gives you quite a turn as you're reading it and as the hours pass perhaps the rest of you are seeing amory just staring in mute incomprehension of what she's reading and at the end of the session you do get five cthulhu mythos for just for skimming it amory oh yeah here's the downside yes. i know things i don't want to know <laughs> yeah, okay. here's the downside um you need to roll 2d8 okay. now yeah. yeah there's a thing though okay hold on rolling 12 well, that's a lot Ooh. That's really bad. Okay, so, a couple of things. That's 12 sanity you're about to lose oh. from reading this book. However, because you're pulpy, you can spend 24 luck and reduce that to only 6. Oh, I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, so you... Okay, so... <laughs> so, that's good, because I don't think you would have gone indefinitely insane from reading that. I think you'd have needed to lose even more because you, you're a high sanity. Yeah, uh, I would have been but, okay, yeah, but still. But still, that's a hell of a lot to lose. However, yeah, we'll do this now. <laughs> you, you're probably about to have a bout of madness, so so you need to make an intelligence roll. Here's where your high intelligence uh, doesn't help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So hit the real-time bout of madness button. Oh, show <laughs> you've had this ah. before, I think, haven't you? No, I've never had madness before. So literally no one notices. Yeah, exactly. It's her. I make sure that I, I tell them that. You know, you think that uh, I'm just a pretty face, but in fact, you know, I'm quite well educated. And now after reading this book, I see that I was actually right about a lot of things that you guys thought you knew. Let me tell you something about Abazoo. Uh, I also am also a good shot. You should know that as well. Whoa. Mm -hmm. I know that, uh, you know, it might not look like it, but uh, you don't need a lot of muscle to take somebody out when you can do this. And then I take that Luger and I start shooting things. Because I actually am a pretty good shot. Yeah, so you fire the Luger at... I shoot, some, I shoot like the bottles of whiskey or whatever that they're drinking. Well, you know, not near them, obviously, but... Whoa, 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 what are you doing? No, no, no. It's fine. It's okay, it's okay. I know what, that you're a good shot. 
you've saved our lives on, on a number of occasions. Don't need to prove it. And we never know who might be uh, nearby. That's okay. I have plenty of bullets. Uh, let me have your tie so I can do a blindfold. Okay, I take off my tie and I give it to her. I blindfold myself and then I'm going to shoot these <laughs> these bottles. <laughs> and when, as soon as she blindfolds herself, I go, for, like, as soon as her eyes are covered, I go for the gun and get it out of her head. Okay, perfect. All right, make a fighting brawl roll. <laughs> I'm really bad at this. Oh, you are, but you can spend two luck. Yeah. And Amory, you would have a penalty dice because you're blindfolded, so... Okay, I'm going to dodge, I think. Is that, or is that a fighting brawl? To hold on to it? No, I, I think you're to hold on to it. You need to make a fighting brawl, so okay. hit the purple. Okay, with the penalty, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So, so he just rips the gun out of your hand, and you are sitting there, disappointedly not able to try your blind shooting trick. Okay, I, I then jump up on the table and begin to dance, which I am actually very good at. Make a dance roll. All right. <laughs> this, this I'm sure I can do. Bl- blindfold dancing. Uh, blindfold see. dancing. Yeah, you'll have a penalty dice. So, so roll with a penalty dice. Ooh. Oh dear. Oh no! Unsuccessful dance. Ooh, Amory jumps up onto the kitchen table. Please tell me she falls. And she breaks one of the heels on our high heeled shoes and goes tumbling off to the ground. I'm going to try and catch her if I can. Okay. I'll make a dex roll, actually. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Now, whether to everyone looking, it seems like you deliberately drop her. You're the only one that knows whether you did or not. I can't. And Anne-Marie, you take a point of damage from falling. You've got a bruised behind now. Oh, no. I apologize profusely. I jump up and it's like, what are you doing? I don't know what happened. She slipped. And for the first time ever, and probably ever, I start laughing almost maniacally. I'll help Anne-Marie up, but I'm kind of just staring at that card. There's something going on here. I'm sorry. I, I must have gotten flustered when she pulled out the gun. I got to me. It's understandable. And maybe that sudden impact to your butt has brought you out of your ludicrous uh, spout of madness. I stand over her and I say, word to the wise, if you're going to mess with the mythos, first things first, you disarm yourself and you have someone watch you. And I look at her and I goes, by the way, I've been through this twice already. And preferably you get someone to tie you up to a chair. Oh, boy. And I shake and I walk away shaking my head. Yeah, so I I say... uh... Wow. Do you wonder why I never read these books before? This book should probably be destroyed after we save the... Yes. But looking through it, you now can't lose any more sanity from reading this book. You've had your terrible shock. However, what you realize, having skimmed through it, it would take much longer to read it fully and get the full benefit of the Cthulhu Mythos. I mean, you would get a bunch more Cthulhu Mythos points if you read it fully. But that would take weeks and weeks and weeks maybe months even because it's so dense but what you can do by looking through you see these weird diagrams and things you realize that it's got a bunch of well incantations or spells in it and the one with the peanut packet shoved in the page it is a spell called purify cat thing now what it does you have no idea no not even an inkling but it is immediately after the spell curse of the cat thing. So, yeah. You should learn the curse of the cat thing and go turn everyone into cats. But it's got dozens of other spells as well, some of which sound very interesting. One of them is, uh, I'll read you uh, just a few of the, the names. One is called Approach Brother. Oh, dear. One is Beckon Great One. <laughs> one is Call Ether Devil. Jeez. Oh, Another one is revivify oh that seems interesting and yeah 
Yeah, these seem like they're pretty dangerous, so good thing we have this ticket out of the hands of the, uh, well, who potentially our enemy, I guess. Agnes Esterhazy and her army of Nazis. Right. So you're saying you believe you can use this book to free the Dollmaker? I think so. I'm uh, I'm pretty good like that. I do a little bit of like a card trick, just to kind of show you how it's probably it's probably terrible. And then again, mechanically speaking, to learn a spell in pulp is really quick. It only takes one d six hours. So you could stay up the whole the rest of the night. You won't get any hit points back, and you'll probably be a bit ratty in the morning. But if you want to learn it, it I mean, you may, you may roll a one, and then it would be quick. But do you want to learn it? Do it. Does it make more sense for me to do that right now, or should? Oh, is there enough time for? Eckhart to read, if he wants, still wants to, to read the book so at least two of us have read it. Can he do that tonight, or is there not time for him to do that? That would take him six hours as well. And he would also lose 2 d Right. Well, yeah, whether or not you want I mean, obviously. If he doesn't want to read it, then... It's really good. It's a, it's a page-turner. It's a real page-turner. Well, I'm just saying, before I went mad, you know, that was the plan, so I don't know if he still wants to do it. But if he doesn't want to do it, then I'll do the spell. You know, Eckhart is really sick of being, like, behind on all this shit. Yeah. So I give. Well, who's still there? Katrian, you're Me. there. I think you're all still there, aren't you? Oh, okay. Safina, are you still there? Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, I take Anne-Marie's Luger and my own pistol, both, and hand them over to either Max or Katrian or someone. Okay. I'll take. I'm not giving. Don't give them to the guy who went crazier earlier tonight, so I'll take them. No, give them to Max. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was. Yeah, Max. Give them to Max. I even say it. I love the the thought of you all sitting there drinking like more and more wine to try and get through this this evening as well. You're, you're like draining bottle after. Well, bottle. this guy has a pretty good cellar, doesn't he? I mean, oh, maybe yeah. I could find like an 1890, you know, like Chateau an eight, Lafitte. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's mine, by the way. Well, uh, oh, I probably brought up like we're going to be here for a few days. Yeah, ideally, this is going to be this is a good base of operations. Indeed, indeed, you are. So I brought up like three or four nice bottles. So, do you want to do the same? Okay, well, go for it, ma'am. Just 2d8? Well, you get first you get 5 Cthulhu Mythos, so that... Right, that happens first. So even if I die, I die with... Get the uh... gift first. Yeah, get the gift first, and then roll 2d8. <laughs> oh, my oh my god! god. <laughs> wow. Oh, yikes. Okay, well, here's a dilemma. Do you want to spend 30 luck to reduce that to 8? That puts me down to 25 going into the yeah, last... But... Uh... 15 sanity in one go well, that is were we not promised a luck refresh we were actually yeah. uh, you can have one next session <laughs> when it doesn't matter anymore <laughs> uh, I mean look it's your yeah I'm gonna spend the luck you should you should that's such a hit but you yeah. still lose 8 because it's rounded up so you lose 8 sanity Oof, this is a potent book and make an intelligence roll uh, this is the r- dangerous part being intelligent of course yeah about yeah. madness time Oh, wow, you mania. Fantastic. Here we go, mania time. My favorite part of the game, this table. So, for the next four rounds, can we roll a D100, please? I can't. Let's see what we get. I love big tables. 34. Oh, my God. What is it? This is going to be interesting how you play this. It's theomania. Belief that you are a god. It actually works well with this book. <laughs> yeah. So after Anne-Marie's minor act of, of hubris, suddenly you think that you not only do you understand the universe, but you are now somehow imbued with these godlike powers, Eckhart. 
I look up from the book and I say, you've completely missed the point. You talk of Abazu, you know nothing. Farther away than any of the stars, as well as beneath our feet and all this insane crap. And by the time I'm finished, I'm like standing and pounding on the table and shouting at the top of my lungs. <laughs> and I understand this and I will lead you. I'm actually totally fascinated and probably somewhat believed this whole thing. Now, if this was a one shot and I was being particularly mean, a lot of those spells are about contacting gods oh, in that book. <laughs> How long is four rounds? Four rounds isn't long enough to learn a spell, but I think you will feel very drawn to maybe trying to learn one of them. Oh, absolutely. No, this is going to be a marked shift in Eckhart's uh, character. Yeah. Like, I'm now, like, trying to become a wizard. Fantastic. Okay, now, Anne-Marie, given that you were trying to learn the purify cat thing, I think by this point, everyone needs to get some sleep. Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. it. I mean, I sleep during the day all the time, probably when I'm a dancer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so so everyone will get two hit points back. However, Katorian, yes, when you eventually drop off to sleep that the next morning after witnessing these strange and extravagant behaviors from your friends and probably thinking that there's nothing better than just to burn that book that they seem to be obsessed with, mm-hmm. you drift off to sleep eventually with thoughts spinning through, you know, twisting through your mind and but you're so exhausted that you do eventually fall asleep. But it is a not a pleasant sleep. It is a troubled sleep. You have a very vivid dream, Katorian. You're walking through a public park in Berlin. It's a very... Everything is grey and cold. It's a really miserable day. And you realise you're walking through the park where the Kaiser Wilhelm Turm is which I can't remember which part that's in, but the very famous Kaiser Wilhelm tomb. The one from that photograph, the one in the dossier, in the folder. And as you're walking through, there are people around you as well. Maybe some of them you recognize, others you don't. And it's really hard. You know, when you're walking in a dream, sometimes everything is like really hard. It's like your legs feel like they're in mud. Your arms aren't moving properly. And then you realize that it's not mud. It's not like you're wading through treacle. There are strings, thin strings, like tied to your wrist and to your arms and elbows and your legs. And as you look up, you see the gigantic figure of Agnes Esterhazy above you. And she's playing you like a puppet. The strings, she's holding the strings in her hand. And as, as you're struggling to get away from her grip, she looks down at you and says, Katorian, you will never get away. I will curse your dreams every night until you lose your mind. Bring me Lena Desmond. And you wake up in a flop sweat and you actually lose two sanity points from that dream the next day. And you don't get your hit points back. I don't get my hit points back. Because you did not have a good night's rest and you somehow know on some deep level that she is going to haunt your dreams until you do something about it. So, Katorian, this is going to just erode your sanity day by day. I know, it's her, my brain. Yeah, and the problem is that it means you never get to reset your sanity floor either. Right. So, you've got a day. (laughs) Well, no, you... Right now, you've got two days. Like, tomorrow, if you don't sort this out tomorrow, 
then you'll be down to 40 and then the next day you'll be down to 38 and you'll be indefinitely insane again right so that's your burden It's thank you time again. So first of all, thank you as usual to Sirenscape for providing the amazing sound beds, sound effects and music for the podcast. Also, of course, this podcast, it would exist, but it wouldn't have the same joy and energy it does have if it wasn't for the Patreon backers. I love you all. I thank you all. You make my day, my month, my year. And at whatever level you're backing, I'm just so, so grateful. And thank you for helping us keep going. If you want to show your support for the show, please go to patreon.com forward slash grizzlypeaks where you can join at a variety of levels which will give you early access, exclusive bonus episodes and even the chance to play in one of our invitation-only Patreon backer games and they've been awesome. And this week we have two, count them, two new backers to thank. One of them I know very well, the other, well, is Richard Kelleher who I gather is from the uk judging by the fact that he pledged in pounds there are pounds in other places but i believe these were british pounds his majesty's british pounds thank you so much richard kelleher who has joined at the masks of grizzly level that's that's two people now that are backing us at the masks of grizzly level which is really encouraging it's it's making my decision to keep putting up the master of nylon campaign in in their raw and unedited form it's really justifying that decision so thank you to richard and of course from the bottom of my heart jen you didn't need to do it you didn't need to do it given that you're one of my beloved players and friend but thank you so much jen for for backing us as well at the grizzled patron level now that may be because you know that the rest of the black devil mountain episodes are not going to be available on the main feed and you just wanted to hear yourself but whatever the reason whatever the reason i am extremely grateful that you did that jen thank you and well i'll be seeing you very soon in one of our sessions (laughs) 